Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hi, hello. Hello and hi and hey. Welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. My name's Caitlin. And my name's Joshua. And this is... Boobays. Where we talk about your favorite horror movies, not so favorite horror movies. And boobies. And boobies. We got some nice boobies in this one today. These boobies were... Next like, level boobies. Ne- like literally the best pair of boobs I've ever seen. I know. And I'm not Everything about her yeah. is the best I've ever seen. She, yeah. Marlene Clark, she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. The whole time. And so is Dr. Hess. Yeah. What's yeah. his Dr. name? Dr. Hess. Um, uh, Dwayne Jones. Okay, yeah. Yes. Also gorgeous. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, whoa. And when they finally got together, I was like, they look so mm-hmm, good together. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing so heavily. Hi, you guys. Well, if we haven't discussed it or said it already, we're going to be covering <laughs> Ganja and Hess today. Ganja and Hess, 1973, directed by Bill Gunn. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? made me like choose this movie because not only i mean as we discussed last week we are covering uh black producers and directors this week as or this month this month just just to honor black history month um and and caitlin of course we'll also highlight black and other please um other times of the year yeah yeah and other definitely like races and stuff um but anyways this one just it caught my eye. I was on a little list thingy of some of the most like iconic black produced horror films. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one I just thought was so cool because basically Bill Gunn was they had asked him to create a yet another black exploitation yes. film, and uh, like and 
I believe they were originally thinking something along the lines of like Blackula, Blackenstein, mm-hmm. one of those just wow, this really isn't okay. Yeah. <laughs> and a movie that uh, way over the top. On stereotypes yes. and um, racism. Yes. And then Bill Gunn said, I see, like, I understand what you're saying, and I'm going to not do that and give you this, like, art house masterpiece mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. And I love the fact that it is about vampires, but it's never, they're never explicitly it's called never vampires. The way that this movie does a lot throughout the whole movie where you're having to piece together it is so symbolic. what's happening. Yeah, because yeah. it's super, like, drowning in symbolism and you have to, like, really pay attention and then yeah. not through words but through the visuals you get what's happening. Yeah, the visuals and then the sound, like, the sound effects and the music. Like, if you didn't have closed captioning on, if, if I didn't have closed captioning on. on. Yeah. But, well, but I didn't turn that in until about maybe 25, 30 minutes into the movie. And it uh, really did help to transform yeah. what was happening for me. Because yeah. even the opening song, the opening song is basically telling you the story. Yeah. <laughs> and so there's so many times in the film itself where the music, the music for this film was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought. And it was all I agree. written by one guy. Um, but anyways, yeah, it just... Was mm-hmm. it was really amazing the way it was done, and so um, basically like this, I like this little snippet of how they described this film. So I'm going to read it. It's from Gamespot.com. So I don't Shout know what the hell Gamespot. that is. Yeah. Um, but it says Ganjan Hess now stands as one of the finest independent horror movies of the 1970s. But this is a reputation it's only acquired over the past few years, mm-hmm. helped by a long overdue overdue blu-ray release and a recent spike lee remake it's an eerie vampire yarn directed by and directed by playwright bill gunn and was the only uh other starring role for Dwayne jones the star of the night of the living dead ganja and hess is a weird atmospheric love story between a rich anthropologist turned bloodsucker and the widow of a man he has killed mm-hmm. even though he didn't he fucking didn't kill, kill him. him yeah he himself bitch uh, Gunn was given full creative control by producers who just wanted a black vampire film to cash in on the black exploitation craze. Instead, they got a haunting, oblique, and wildly uncommercial masterpiece, and that was as much a study of race, class, and religious hypocrisy as it was a vampire movie. There you go. And I, I just that was what made me like reading that. I was like, I want to watch it's that. All, and that's all sums it up very, very nice with a little bow on it. Yeah, I was like, um, that's because that's exactly really cool. what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is very like. Um, also, when going back and learning more about the movie, you are correct that they wanted him to just like make another run of the mill, like making fun of, you know, stereotypes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But he wanted to make something that actually relied on the story and actually relied on like narratives of like power and like ad- addiction and all these serious yes. like underlying things that they're not spoken on, but you get through the movie and mm-hmm. it can transfer on to like other things in real life that aren't like as fictional as vampirism. Yes. You yeah. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just basically... Especially with a lot of the religion, religious undertones that yeah. were carried throughout the whole movie as so well. So the whole thing made me be like, man, are it's all very, Christians vampires? Like, <laughs> very thought-provoking. <laughs> um, which yeah. I love. Of, I love when movies can like, you know, really challenge like what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Especially with this where you're having to really pay attention to the visuals. Um, the So much of it. Oh, God. The coloring, everything. The saturation. I loved, I loved throughout the whole movie that, like, um, how it was filmed. And mm-hmm. that grainy, you know, very, like. Yeah, because it was mm-hmm. actual film. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It looks. Um, it's that. It's. I mean, it is what it is. We call it vintage now because that's 
what it is to us mm-hmm. now, but back then that's just how that's how it was. was. But it's just beautiful, and it actually fits very fitting to the style of the film. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like there are some movies that you now watch where it kind of hinders the movie because it's like, oh, this seems a little outdated. But for this, because it's so like art house and so like conceptual, yeah, it fits perfectly. It does. It mm-hmm. does. And uh, there's so many times where I just make notes, and I'm just like the coloring here, mm-hmm. like especially when the Homeboy dies and shoots himself. Yeah. The uh, like coloring of all the tile, Mr. and then Mina. when his blood gets on it, I was yes. like, yes. which they use tomato juice for the blood in this film. It looks like tomato juice. Mm-hmm. Which actually, fun fact, uh, Dwayne Jones, who played uh, uh, Hess, actually was so repulsed still by it because thinking that it was real blood would like go into like wretches like and throwing oh up. really mm-hmm. yeah but also like i never just want to sit there and drink tomato juice through that <laughs> i'm not a big v8 fan yeah nope um but yeah um so the movie starts up with like an opening sequence with um it's giving you the storyline the storyline with the music you mm-hmm. know but i didn't have the subtitles on so i didn't even realize that oh well the music comes in a little bit after the mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like oh well, it yes, narrates it, it, it for narrates you, doesn't it? At the it? beginning, with the titles mm-hmm. sequence of like, um, what's going on, basically telling you about Murthia, and mm-hmm. it's an ancient civilization that essentially has believed that they're or that they were like addicted to blood, mm-hmm. and it goes into like a whole bunch about like only the shadow of the cross can like deliver you or save you, basically. Yeah, very meta. Yeah. It was very heavy on the usage of like the way it worded things. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially what happens is our protagonist, uh, he gets stabbed three times by this ancient dagger. Artifact, yeah. And it has some sort of bacteria or something on mm-hmm. it that causes him to, yeah, crave blood. And, mm-hmm. and, and so also he's basically a vampire. Other properties of like vampirism, like living forever, oh, yeah. um, not being able to be killed, immortality. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, basically, I guess, healing properties, I guess, in mm-hmm. itself. Um, but, yeah, it starts out with um, all of that. I love the opening sequence of the yeah, how I was telling you what was kind of basically going to happen, but then how it opens up with, like... The marble the, sculpture And the title card. Yeah. And, yeah, that was, like, just and then beautiful. this is the where music. the song was playing, yes. and the song was basically word for word being, like, mm. like, in Murthia, the... <laughs> This yeah. happened, and you get stabbed, and now you like blood. <laughs> See, it's the way that I have the, I didn't even, yeah. It's basically, it just gives you, and now it was much more artistic than that. But, um, yeah, so it basically gives you the whole rundown of it. Mm-hmm. And so just the fact that the, even the music was helping tell the story. And throughout the film, I think it does a wonderful job of adding it. to the story mm-hmm. quite a bit. And Yes, and then later on it does help again with the music. Like if you have it on, you can be like a oh, score. Yeah. Yeah. It really drives and pushes what's actually happening throughout the scenes because there are no words. So mm-hmm. you're just really a lot of the times looking at what's happening, you know, at what's happening on the screen. There are words, but you get what I mean. Yes. There's I mean. super visual. They use dialogue when when necessary, Absolutely obviously, necessary. between, like, the people. It kind of um, reminds me of, like, Ringu. Remember how we were mm, talking about that? And they yeah. would enter the room, and then it would just... Silence. Yeah, lack <laughs> of dialogue. Looks at each, looking at each, longing looks at each other, but not, like... And it's like they're communicating. And we can tell what they're 
like communicating mm-hmm. body language but nothing's actually happening being said yeah. so i feel like this utilizes a good amount a of, lot that of that as well especially between him and uh, hess and ganja yeah um and so we're sh- in the church yeah mm. we get to the we pan in on this congregation mm-hmm. reverend what's his name williams is that it i believe so okay because i think i, I wrote, wrote it down, down like way after i was like oh mm-hmm. when i realized because i just when thought it was a random reverend yeah yeah i was like ah, oh, we don't got pay no oh, attention no, that, to him no it's that guy again yeah and then i was like oh so i was like maybe Which i should I mean, write so down it's his not name. really that much of a reoccurring character but yeah it's yeah. kind of like a starting in a chapter luther bookend. reverend luther williams yeah mm-hmm. and then we've got ganja and med uh, this got a 91 percent nine on rotten tomatoes by the way Wow. 6.2 on IMDb, 4 out of 4 on Deep Focus Review. Yeah, it's the way that that I went into it, not really knowing what to expect, but I, yeah, I can't say that I didn't enjoy watching it. It was really, to me, I I feel like it was worth a watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we start out with the church scene um, and all that's um, happening there. It's a lot of like focusing on like them singing and worshiping, I guess, you know, right? Very gospel. Gospel, yes. Like we've Um, got Southern Baptist, even mm -hmm. though I don't think they're in. I don't know where the hell they are. Yeah, it's the way that I couldn't. I was I like, never this, this up. could be anywhere. It was, there was Except a lot. New York. There was mention of other places like New York mm-hmm. and like other, but there was never a mention of Holland. Like, there was a mention of Seattle, I remember at one point yeah. too. So I figured they were at least in America. They were. And then, but other than that, I was like, I have no clue where the fuck this is taking place. Um, but I also, the way that it was panned out with the part one, part two, part three, it gave mm-hmm. me, it was I kind like of that. like, uh, kind of like Tarantino vibes. Mm, okay. I feel like he will Wasn't section off his films a lot like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I liked, I liked that. I thought okay. I did too. It gave it, it gave the film different chapters, of what was happening, mm-hmm. which made sense with what was happening. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And yeah, Reverend Williams is basically greens, Dr. Hess's chauffeur. Mm-hmm. And that's why he remains relevant throughout yeah. the story. Um, and at the beginning, he's narrating it, saying mm-hmm. that, you know, Hess is not an addict. He's a victim. Yes. He's just addicted to blood. To blood. blood. Quite being, frankly, they put it out there right at the beginning. They do, yeah. I yeah. mean, they really try to lay it all. They're like, mm-hmm. this film about to get trippy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's lay out the groundwork now for you. Um, but that's where we also get the part one, victim. A victim. Mm-hmm. And then, again, the narration, there's a quote a bible verse going on talking right. about the eating and the drinking of the so blood, you should eat of, of my flesh and drink of my blood and yeah, we yeah, should yeah. become blah 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 whatever the it is feel. Yeah. yes um and that's whenever at the beginning help me out remember because that's uh whenever he they go to that weird place they're going to somewhere to essentially where they're picking up meta that's right. Yeah. Is that, yeah, yeah, is that yeah. where you were going? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I just remember the Rolls Royce and all of like, I just mm-hmm. remember looking at the car and thinking like, man, this guy is driving in style. <laughs> this guy rich. Yeah. He's got money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and is, he did. He did because in the mansion that he lives in, which was also something that Bill Gunn wanted was like someone of, you know, a black person who actually I did, had money and yeah. like was living a lifestyle that's only portrayed for like Caucasian people and well-educated. Like when he has that conversation Mm -hmm. with the son and they're having full fluent conversations in French. And I liked uh, the way that there was integration Mm -hmm. between races and it wasn't questioned. There was no like, Oh, this is weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just thought that that was a really wonderful commentary considering that, yes, that at that time it was not normal. Mm -hmm. 
and to have there that was still a lot of and to civil be able to show unrest. it. And it kind of reminds is, me yeah. of like Shit's Creek when like how um what's his face who plays David? Yeah, Levy. Yes, uh, Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy wanted essentially to portray like LGBTQ plus relationships that weren't questioned. Like no mm-hmm. one was like, oh my oh, god, you're gay. gay? Yeah, mm-hmm. like it. They just it loved just each other, and that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no one questioned it. And that, that kind of the same vibe mm-hmm. that, yeah, people can live together because we're people. Yeah. And you shouldn't segregate. And I felt like that's a really strong. I felt like it was just really out there. It's the way that there's, the time. there's so much to like look visually at this movie that like the notes are so long. <laughs> yeah. Literally look at all that. And then like too, like, yeah, I just like hit me flashing back to, to them speaking French and that whole, that opening part as well. Cause I totally was just like, whoosh, yeah. That's where, that's where it made other, me mm-hmm. like be like, Oh wow. This is like, you know, there's no, no same, there's no questioning of this. It's just natural mm-hmm. um, as it should be. And anyways, so we get to go meet Meta. They're picking up his new assistant in this mm-hmm. building. I don't know what it is, but there's this weird white man in a suit who comes back. Oh yeah. I think I wrote his name down, but, um, we'll come to it because he does come back. Jack Sargent, right? Mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't write his name down. It's Jack Sargent because later down, later on, there's like this weird kind of dream sequence or something. Yeah. Like weird. It reminded me very much of like Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah. There is a weird sequence where They've he was all got came like back silver in. masks on mm-hmm. and they're holding the guns to each other. I, don't know. I was like, whoa, what is going on? I literally was like, I was lost. But then I realized it was a dream, right? It was because he woke yes. up out of sleep or something. Yeah. I or, think it was like kind of a portrayal of his addiction mm-hmm. and then also him trying to fight it. Yeah. I'm not there sure how that on. man came into it, but okay. whatever it was, it was cool. Oh yes. So <laughs> we back at them, they were picking up his, uh, new assistant. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, I'm sorry. This is where the song basically gives you the context of the film. Mm-hmm. And I put what a good creepy way to deliver it as the opening credits are rolling by and they're driving. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they finally start giving us the credits. Um, and then it flashes to being in the mansion and yeah. green and meta are having dinner mm-hmm. and, Man, Green just looks so fucking done with him. Yeah. <laughs> his ramblings, his drunk ramblings were intense. A lot. And that's Bill Gunn. Oh, it is? Blame Minute. Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice. Yes. Oh, my God. I see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see that right now. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, wow. That that's part. so cool. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Um, But, yeah. No, he had a lot to say. Um, He did. He was throughout his whole little. So much opening part or you know his whole span because he was basically the whole part of part one Mm -hmm. which you know was a good part of the movie um but yeah no he yeah green green dr hess was definitely which his first name is green right Mm -hmm. green hess okay yeah he was definitely like not here for it yeah because meta's just going on talking Mm -hmm. about how the word cut means cunt Mm -hmm. in holland and there was a friend who was directing a film and he yelled cut yeah. But uh, then all of the people in Holland got mad at we're him because they were like, why are you yelling cunt, bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, and so, I don't know. And then like, why even? It was such a weird story, but I was like, oh, okay. And then they, Green goes on to discuss something and he says something about, uh, he poses a question and then Meta responds with, if I believed in a desire, I wouldn't be as scared of it. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, 
Interesting. I guess that's a good way to view this. Like, I mean, if you're not as scared, like you believe that you need this to survive, mm-hmm. it's not as scary of a thing for you personally. Yeah. Of course, for everyone else, that is a little lot, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yes. Anyways, at this point now, we start going into first fever dream. We get yeah. the so there's like this trio of I believe what oh, would have been yes. the Murthian yes because people. it's the Murthian queen actually yeah that um, headdress who at was the headdress fucking amazing very extravagant so cool. I was yeah like, Whoa. that's the way that there's um like this whole scene with them walking through the the plains like yeah. the something like a a, a wheat field wheat field literally <laughs> looks like just a wheat field that's what probably it is. in somewhere in Connecticut it comes um, where they in a lot it. they I run through this wheat a lot yeah they do um, while the music's playing in the background and um it's yeah a fever dream basically because um, then this is where we also get the weird mask scene with the silver people too it's like yeah. all meshing together so you're getting flashes of of the Murthian people mm-hmm. with the like white silver masked people. And then also Meta is wearing a mask at one point yes. and green is just running around. Like, I don't know. It's That's a all, lot of, it's a lot of hot stuff. Happening. Yes. It's, it's, it's very a mess much to like, be honest. Ah. Cause I was honestly, it's the way my, my, my notes, I'm super confused. Yes. <laughs> I didn't really quite understand what was going on until we then panned to like, Dr. Hess being in the bed and he kind of comes to and mm-hmm. it, it did seem like it was between but then I was also trying to decipher what that was but then it jumps to what happens next and I'm like trying to figure out what's happening in that next sequence yes that's um, all because then he wakes up and he's like some he goes outside right something alerts him to um, Mena being outside yeah he's going to look for Meta and then sorry I want to say one more thing about the mask scene mm-hmm. um I just thought again that music was used so wonderfully here mm-hmm. too like the whole mask scene is just unsettling with the overlapping symbolism between the two cultures i guess meshing Very cinematic. and stuff like that and then just with the increasing tempo in the music mm-hmm. it really pushes it and it it really drives a narrative of what's kind of happening yeah and it just yeah. adds to the like confusion chaos, chaos. yeah yeah that is happening and i thought it did a great job but yes he's going to search for meta now because which actually makes sense sorry because in, in a lot of my like fever dreams too they like just melt into each other mm-hmm. yeah and you're just like the what's fuck? yeah yeah dream oh. sequences should never make sense <laughs> <laughs> that's when you have a real problem mm-hmm. um and so yeah he then we find meta outside um just chilling with the noose chilling with the noose in a tree and he's in the tree mm-hmm. um, and it's le- i'm leading to be- i'm kind of feeling to believe because okay one so the film the way it's shot to they're outside it's dark and it's 1973 and they didn't I, i'm assuming they didn't do like a lot of lighting for a purpose like mm-hmm. but it's so dark you can kind of barely see what's happening yeah and you can just see his legs hanging down from the tree and he's obviously talking to him up there but i feel like because you can hear the little oh, froggies in the background and you know they're talking mm-hmm. about the water it feel like it's a tree that's like on the edge of the embankment and it's like he's over the water oh yeah probably like, does that does that make sense to you because that's what i was picking up on okay so but then he the way he picks and up the cup and everything from the which ground was though, on i felt like it's was, was like just on, the right edge. on the edge of yeah it. Okay. and that's why the cup was right there on the ground still mm. yeah yeah and because he does mention how he also considered throwing himself into the lake mm-hmm. um and it was just very i was like whoa what the fuck is going on because yeah we were all sitting outside i loved I loved that we couldn't see his face Mm -hmm. throughout all of this. And this whole scene was just really good, especially whenever at one point he 
kind of stops talking and it just like is panned it's, in on his feet mm-hmm. and with the rope there and his feet aren't moving anymore. And I think it's right before, I think it's actually right before green comes out Yeah, and it's just so creepy. It's haunting and daunting because there's also a noose there mm-hmm. and, and you're there's just, just a lot of typically when you see with the noose being a hanged there. body, you just see the feet hanging off the ground. So mm-hmm. it was interesting to see the noose within the feet just hanging there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, you know, he was alive. Yeah. For and now. So they're having a conversation. Um, and Dr. Mena again is being very. Yeah. He's meta. just like, I'm drunk. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, I wasn't trying to cause any trouble for you. And then he was like, boy, it's like, it's my tree. Yeah. You're on no my matter property. what you do, it's going to have to do with me. Like it's going to reflect no. on. Me. <laughs> yeah. They're like, if they find your body, they're going to come straight here mm-hmm. um, because I'm, like, the I'm the only, only other black, black person. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I did like how at one point Dr. Hess said to him, I don't remember at what part throughout the conversation, but he was like, thank God your horrors, that way your man is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote like that down too. That was a really like good. Like, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really stuck with me. Thank God um, your horrors. Because Dr. Mena was talking about, I guess, you know, different ways in which he thought about committing suicide. And he's, he said he was terribly afraid of drowning, mm-hmm. which yes. It's one of the most painful way to yeah. die. Mm-hmm. So, as I guess we've, I mean, I don't know, most of those people are dead. So, I yeah. Know. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're having their whole conversation. Eventually, he gets them to come down after, like, he's like, give me my drink. And then Dr. Hess gives him the drink. And then, like, he's like, you put something in my drink. Yeah, accusing him of putting something in the drink. But he's apparently, like, he just. some ants out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot. And he's like, I'm sorry, I'm neurotic. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Oh, yeah, because he's like very self-aware of himself. He was like, what does neurotic even mean? Mm -hmm. And then he goes, it means it's got nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And then that's when Green was like, it's my tree and my rope. So, yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Like literally all of this has something to do with me. Yeah. Um, But we he finally gets down. We don't see that, but it does cut to him. The being inside and inside. And they're having another conversation. And it's the way that it's really it's it's shot like documentary style. almost. Yeah, Yeah, because he is he is giving a monologue Mm -hmm. talking about living in new york Mm -hmm. and um and on he's talking about suicide in general and he says on one hand mm -hmm. i was the victim but on the other i was was the murderer murderer. i was like it really stuck with me when he was talking mm -hmm. about that i was like that's pretty deep you know about talking about it does kind of you know and that makes perfect sense how he was the victim of his own self but also the murderer because he's you're you're trying to take your own life Mm -hmm. Um, and he says it's very cat and mouse and he goes essentially the victim got away. Mm-hmm. The murderer let the victim get away. And I was yeah. like, damn. I don't know. That was, that was, it's deep. really deep. It cuts, it cuts deep because it gets you really, it makes you think. And it's, um, I mean, suicide is like a very, you know, serious topic. And yes. a lot of people go through that. And so when he was saying that, it was very like, um, it resonated and it was also just like that as well. Like when you think about it, suicide is because a lot of people don't just think about suicide one time. Usually if you've thought about suicide, you've thought about it countless times. Yeah, I so think it's, day. And so it's a very cat and mouse game. Yeah. So it's a very cat and mouse game with yourself, you know, all the time living through that. Um, but, you know, um, it's the way that he's discussing this. It's still, yeah, it's a very monologue style. Um and then that's whenever we cut to, I guess they're all supposed to be asleep or Dr. Hess is supposed to be asleep. Yeah. And, um, man, that, and then that bed is so cool. The bed looks really cool. Um, but then 
attacks. All of a sudden, yeah, Hess, medicine and there. it just like, like cuts to like them getting into a scuffle, and it's super like the the score. It's very loud. It sounds like almost like thunder clashing mm-hmm. and all these booms, and it's really cool the way it was shot too. It was. They kind of go into the side of the bed, and then um, Mena grabs the artifact, the dagger, and starts stabbing him mm-hmm. three times. Um, and stabbed him with that dagger. With the dagger, and it's the way that we know that if you get stabbed with the dagger, you become a vampire. Mm-hmm. So, um, Mena then like whatever gets away, or not even just like gets on the bed, and then that's whenever we're just yeah, saying that. You I was know. like, oh damn, he's just gonna like go to bed right? Th- I don't know. Uh, yeah, it pans in on a painting too with the blood on it, and mm-hmm. that shot was just. There was a lot so of good. transitional shots between this whole like between all the parts that are happening in the movie that are one driving the narrative but also they're just beautiful they're just pretty yeah yeah it's pretty cool mm-hmm. and but yeah so meta's essentially we like go through and he's really just uh, it seems like he's living almost but not i, I don't know because it's just odd like he's mm-hmm. just going about his life but then at first i was like is he writing a like confessional note because he's at the typewriter yeah yeah um, so Mr. He's Meta is at the typewriter and he's having this really long like prose with himself. Another monologue, which is also a lot of like a lot of I, it a was soliloquy beautiful. that's just like I'm beautiful and you're trying to like yeah so we can keep up with it. what's talking what he's talking about. Um, it's it's because super it's, insightful. It really it really is it's thought provoking. Um, and the way you're finding it, yeah, I'm I trying like, to. I was like or paraphrasing it. Um, oh, basically okay, that's that where it starts. Okay. Bloop. Okay. So, yeah, he's basically he's sitting there writing, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he writes Typing. this. It's so interesting because this is the whole script that mm-hmm. I just pulled up right here. And so, like, basically the last words that we had were, it was like a cat and mouse game. You understand that. You know that feeling. Mm-hmm. And then the whole murder scene happens. Mm-hmm. But there's no dialogue. There's which no is, dialogue throughout like, it. Like, as we were talking about in... So it's just interesting to see that there's such a whole break and this is a whole different part of the movie yeah. after a lot of stuff had a happened. A lot of shit just went down yeah. and there was no words. Um, but yeah, this whole monologue that he has for himself is just, it's really beautifully written. Mm-hmm. And I read was it. like, read it for the kids. Uh, it says to the, to the black male children, philosophy is a prison. It disregards the uncustomary things about you. The result of individual thought is applicable only to itself. There is a dreadful need in man to teach. It destroys the pure instinct to learn. The navigator learns from the stars. The stars teach nothing. The sun opens the mind and sheds light on the flowers. And I have to hit next. Um, <laughs> the eyes shame the pages of the book. Gesture destroys concept. Involvement mortifies vanity. You are the despised of the earth. That is as if you were water in the desert. To be adored on this planet is to be a symbol of success, and you must not succeed on any terms, because life is endless. You are as nameless as a flower. You are a child of Venus, and her natural affection is lust. She will touch your belly with her tongue, but you must not suffer in it, for love is all there is, and you are cannon fodder in its defense. And that's yeah. that's what it is. And it was just like, fuck. I was okay. like, this man is like writing straight poetry yeah. over here. I was like. On fire damn. after this whole scene happened. And we're just like. And to then think he crumbles that, it up. Yeah. I said, boy, that was art. And we were just led to believe after everything that just happened. Like, okay, you just committed murder. You're completely unhinged. But wow, whatever just came out of your head. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. We loved it. And it was also like a connotation on just like 
life and life itself mm-hmm. and and also like black experience as well yes. so yeah um but yeah it's the way that right after that then we um get to the bathtub scene right mm-hmm. which is a really cool scene it's some it's super interesting the way it was shot and the angle and like yes. the way you can see everything uh-huh. um but also not see everything and all, yeah 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 it doesn't it does well to like not show you his his penis for the most part you get a penis shot later you do yeah but even so you kind of get like a little gist of it you can kind of see like stuff but anyways no he's in the bathtub scene he's bathing obviously um i was like he's acting like he didn't just kill someone Mm -hmm. what's he doing and then in the bathtub he has like his gun in the corner and then we have like see i didn't uh, notice the gun yeah yeah the gun was in the corner yeah yeah. and it's just sitting there and he's just bathing and it's the way that he's like and it's probably the most unsettling part of the movie is that he's like brushing his teeth and like using with the bath water and like spitting it out and then using the same bath water like wash his face anyway i was like yeah but no, gross, he's, gross, gross, he's gross, in gross. there and then he grabs his gun and he's kind of like pointing it at itself at himself. But then he gets out of the tub yeah. and then now he's outside of the tub. But then he points and it back to himself again. scene where yeah. he's kneeling down mm-hmm. and just everything. The coloring in this entire Bathtub sequence is very good. Mm-hmm. But once he gets out and Bathtub. once he starts to kneel down, this whole scene is just beautiful Mm -hmm. so pretty the colors are so good it's very saturated with the blue tones that are coming through and it really just creates a perfect backdrop yeah for when his blood spills it's pretty because then he ends up shooting himself Mm -hmm. and when he shoots himself he falls and like you said the blood starts coming out of his body and the blood that they use is tomato juice and so it doesn't even i mean obviously it doesn't look like real blood yeah but the color on it is so beautiful that i didn't care contrasted (laughs) to like the tile of the bathroom floor Mm -hmm. it was shot really it was beautiful it was um and it's very it's it's poetic i felt weird writing the note um Cause I was just like the blood on the tile is so pretty, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I was like that sounds so creepy. Um, and, and so then it's the way that fucking green comes in like Hess, a goddamn yes, vacuum. Hess at that point, while <laughs> while um, Meta is like about to shoot himself, is coming to waking up from being stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like checking out his chest, and he's like, oh, he's I'm healed. Done. He's yeah, he's fine. He's not dead. And so then he comes and he sees that Meta killed himself and there's all this blood and it's the way that he just quickly jumps down and starts like sucking on it he's because instinctively like, he just wants to drink the blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's literally just like <laughs> yeah. with his Slurping fucking mouth to the floor mm-hmm. to suck up the blood. Which I like that it never it also never shows them drinking blood directly from a human. No, yeah. It's always it either was after the fact yeah. or collected from them. Mm-hmm. And then well, they drink it from I guess at one point she's like looking it off at him, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But they're yeah. never. It's not like your traditional vampire, too. like yeah, you know, biting Shock the neck. Blood. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then he ends up praying in a field, right? Because he's like, what am I doing? But yes. And then the cross was also floating in the bathtub yeah. water because there was a cross on the wall, and then it ended up in the water. Um, and then yes, it he now we get more wheat running. We, we love it. And he's sitting there reciting Bible verses mm-hmm. is what he's doing. And um, yeah. At that point, he realizes what he's doing. He's like, oh, I'm drinking blood and I really love it. Mm-hmm. And this tastes real good. Yeah. And he's kind of putting like, because it's not sad or anything, but he he's a smart man. So he's putting the two and two together of like, well, I was had this artifact and I was studying these people and now I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And then this is where we get part two. Part two, survival. Survival. And... <laughs> I love it. This bitch was just sitting there smoking a cigarette while getting his blood drawn. Yeah. I was like, what a 70s thing. Mm-hmm. What a 70s He's thing. He's at the hospital happen. getting blood drawn. 
um, smoking that cigarette. And it's the way that then after, I guess, he's done with that, he makes a diversion by popping a firework or something. Yeah, I don't know. He made some sort of small baby explosion. Mm -hmm. Popping in a trash can. Yeah. And then he goes and he steals all the blood bags. Mm -hmm. I was like, LOL. I love it. Yeah. Um, It's the way that they look, too. They were kind of very, like, silly looking. The mm -hmm. blood bags look look like straws already in them. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I was yeah. like, I don't know what blood bags normally look like, but this seems usually typically. But he still this them. seems like the Halloween version. And then of blood I love bags. how he just walked out of there real cool, like, and was mm-hmm. just like whatever with the little bag, duffel bag. He looked so good. His coat. Um, and then yeah, I love actually too. I love all the a lot of the shots that we got of like the city from mm-hmm. back then because it's really cool to just like see the times and how things are definitely changed from and I like where they were back then and how they are now. Um, there was a bus that drove past too. Was that red and white bus? And it said Liberty. Yeah, on the back. And I thought that I was like, that has to have some sort of mm, symbolization mm-hmm. too. I feel like to it, uh, the way that it that just sense. was yeah, so bright. A lot of the movie was super symbolic. Yeah. I'm sure everything was probably like really well thought. It was really um, beautiful. Even if we didn't catch it um, the first time. So yeah. And then but it's now the way we're that at he the fun up, party. Yeah. He ends up at a party. And his son's there. His We didn't realize it's his son at first, but he's holding hands with this old woman who is reciting yeah. some sort of poetry i guess mm-hmm. to him and they're all very well dressed you know it looks like your typical english tea party yeah. out in your back and, well i mean and throughout the whole movie too like the outfits the styling and like even his outfits Gorgeous. his suits were like super on point the whole entire time yeah, very well it was tailored. very tailored yeah everything it was like these people are high class mm-hmm. um but yeah so then decide and then that's when she goes there's your father and we're mm-hmm. like oh okay green is the dad yeah Good to know. And they're sitting there. They have a whole conversation in French. I have no clue what they mm-hmm. said because yeah. I don't know French and it didn't give me beautiful. subtitles. But yes, it was nice to listen to. Um, and this is where I made the comment that I feel like it's really nice to see this mixing of races here yeah. and to depict it as completely normal, which it is. But at this time, that was something unheard Not of. what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of a lot of the movement was still happening. Mm-hmm. And so and oh, it's still happening today but that was very unheard of at that time so i just i thought that was really good uh and then it pans in on that weird creepy statue lady as he leaves the party oh yeah she was that was creepy there's a lot of pan ins to statues throughout this movie too or little ornate things whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this one this one looked like some sort of yeah beat up it kind of looked like robert the doll you know what's robert the doll oh He's a haunted artifact who's kept in Florida. And I don't think I've heard of that. Honestly, he kind of looks like weird cheese. Weird cheese? Yeah, he's going to haunt me for saying that about him. I uh, never want to be called weird cheese in my life. But like if his face had oh. darker markings. But it kind of looked like that. Yeah, I don't know. Haunting. Yeah, that's Robert the doll. You see what I mean, though, about his cheese Yeah, face? it looks like cheese. Like, I think it's because it's got these holes. Chise. Oh, I didn't even see that <laughs> from the, the other picture. Yeah, he looks like a sponge. Yeah, a little sponge. Aw. Cheese doll. Ugh, he's so, got me. Yeah, it's the way that um that party happened, and then after that, he ends up at a bar, right? Am I jumping? I think you're jumping a little bit. Okay. He's going back to the house, though. And so it pans in on the creepy statue lady. The distorted music starts building. It mm-hmm. starts with seeing her. And then it just starts building, building, building. And then the distortion gets wildly out of control as he fills his cup up with blood. Oh, that's right. And then it cuts to a red sky morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, 
It's a good. That was nice because mm-hmm. it was like yeah. silence to this nice, still, serene red sky at morn. Sailors yeah. be warned. Very symbolic <laughs> of what was happening of him drinking the blood and like the climax of that. Mm-hmm. But then, yes, now he is in a, we flash to a bar and her green eye makeup was so pretty. Oh, it was beautiful with, when with he's the at top. the bar and she's working and there's this yeah. lady who works at the bar and she's wearing this really cute dress. And yes, um, it was, it was like this, this combo. Beautiful eyeshadow. Loved it. Um, and it's the way that she's talking to him and they're, she's like, aren't you Dolores Kincaid's uh, old ex-boyfriend? Mm-hmm. And she's trying to strike up conversation with him. And he's like, no. Yeah. But then he tells her to sit down and they're having a conversation um and it's the way that they then end up back at some his apartment or wherever he's staying some, I'm not yeah sure. i think it was her place i guess yeah and that bread Had to spread be. oh yeah. my god was so was cool. beautiful mm-hmm. i was like, I want the that. colors yes that's the pattern on it mm-hmm. um all i noticed was there was chocolates like an open chocolate box on top of a tv and i was like okay interesting um, with like a water and then like alcohol bottles, but it had to have been her place or someone else's yeah. place because it's the way that they're about to I get feel down. Like he was kind of like that guy next to her mm-hmm. was kind of like no, this was a setup. Yeah, her pimp or something. Yeah, is that, this was is definitely okay a setup. I think say. they wanted to. Ro- I don't. Mm, yeah, I don't know. She was a sex worker. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. I think he was in charge of her. Yes. And yes, was trying. That's they were a way to put it. Plan to. I understand and I pick up what you're saying. Extort yes. money from. Yeah him and so they are i wasn't expecting them to kill him yeah yeah so i thought she, i thought she was just gonna get money because it's the way that sex. it's <laughs> the way that it seemed to me like they had any i don't know it's yeah they did that and then it's the way that i already knew instinctively he wanted to kill her because he wanted to drink her blood right because yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. whole mo yeah but then that dude came in and i think maybe they were trying to rob him or something. it all happened like so fast but they fast. stabbed him and they i was tried like to stab what? him but obviously I he think can't he die did, yeah because but they he's successfully did stab yeah, him um and he he can't die and so it's the way that then dr harris starts attacking them kills them obviously and then he kills a girl and he drinks her blood obviously. and then it it also shows like meta again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, his death sequence pans in again yeah and it shows him shooting himself in the heart as she, the girl, shoots green. Yeah. And motherfucker got shot like six times. And it didn't do anything Yeah, to it him. didn't do anything. But I was just like, yeah. holy fuck. Like, he's like Michael Myers out Literally. here. I like the scene too where then at that, it's like a lot of, it's a montage of like visuals. And then you can mm-hmm. see like him cutting their neck and then like. Literally draining drinking, them of blood. Draining the blood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what a nice. And it was almost unsettling to watch because they, it. It had the yeah. little, yeah, the little sparks, yeah, yeah. like the you effects, could, the visual effects, which that was good. And that at first looked a little too, like watery, watery yeah. tomato, but then it started looking more convincing. It was just really pretty. Yeah, it anything. was again the, the colors, coloring, mm-hmm. like are very vibrant with her skin, mm-hmm. and then she had the, like a purple dress on or mm-hmm. something, and then the red, and it was like, this is nice. It's pretty. How nice yeah. to watch someone get killed. And commercial break here. And now, a word from our sponsors. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba da ba ba ba. It was beautiful. Those colors were really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I think we... The weird mask came back in that point, too. 
at one point. It was flashed through yeah. the images. They just yeah. were like, here's the silver mask. I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, but this is where I was like, man, this gives me some hella Twin Peaks vibes. Mm, yeah. The, which that whole show is a fever dream. It is. God, I only so saw a few, a little bit of it and I couldn't yeah, really. You have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, no, you're going to be like, I have no clue what just happened. And that's kind of how this movie is. Yeah. But then we get part three. Part three, letting go. Letting go. And um, this is kind of where the most of the movie takes takes the, is is happening. Yeah, we're about to have Ganja come mm-hmm. in, so now it's getting more and more like speed is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's picking up, and we're getting to the chunk and the meat of the movie is what I would guess basically want to say. Um, but Mr. Meta's wife, Doctor Hess, gets a call from Mr. Meta's wife, and is basically saying like, "My husband has been staying with you." Where is he at? He needs to come home. But then it goes to Dr. Hess being like, well, he's disappeared. He's not here anymore because obviously. He hangs up on her the first time. He just goes, he can't come to the phone. Yeah. And And then then, so she calls back because she's stubborn as hell. Yeah. We love it. Which we get to learn. She's a bad, bad bitch. And so um, we have her explaining (laughs) to him that basically is that she's she doesn't have any money. She's trying to find a place to stay. And since her husband, who is apparently missing, who she thinks will turn back up because he's crazy and he just goes missing sometimes or just goes away, disappears. Um, if she could stay at his house with him um, Mm -hmm. since he already has a room and board there anyways. So I love it. Hess goes, where are you? Ma'am, it's been a very difficult week. And she goes, I've had a very difficult fucking six months. Mm -hmm. Okay, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, and then yes, he says, where are you? And she says, I'm standing in front of Pan Am in the driver can't miss me because i'm valuable and very I was like, valuable yes, yes. Bitch. yes yeah it was a good, good i think she said pan america like the whole pan american word, but it's yeah. pan am um yeah. which was a very big you know yeah that was like the, the airline then mm-hmm. um but damn she's just so beautiful she's very commanding already she's gorgeous she's played by marlene clark when she um, gets out of that car who's also in a bunch of other movies at that time um, but yes, when she gets out of that car and all of her outfits throughout the home movie too are just are just like incredible. on point. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Whoever stylized the movie styled it was like really knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they she getting picked up. She gets driven to the mansion. It's where she meets Doctor Hess outside. But she's like, "Tell your boss, tell your boss, I'm here. I'm here." But then he's like, "I I'm am Doctor Hess, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Green." And then she kind of looks at him, and it's the way that at this point is where we're starting, where we're getting like all of these kind of scenes between them, where there's not really a lot of dialogue, but they're just kind of looking at each other, mm-hmm. or making or there's long pauses. She um, realized she fucked up. Mm-hmm. You can see her kind of biting her tongue. She's like wincing. And, and then, then she's, she's like, okay, well, I'm really tired and mm-hmm. I want to change. She, yeah. <laughs> and so um, she, they get inside. She gets out of the clothing she was re- wearing clothes. And then she gets into this also nice outfit. Mm-hmm. That's like a nightgown kind of outfit, yeah, I guess. Right? It looks so comfy. And this um, is where I put like originally the moment they started pouring that alcohol. I was like, they oh, actually yeah. look so good together. Yeah. And I was like, I, I put, oop, hope. they're going to fuck. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> And then my next one is, oops, she trying to fuck. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, because they're at this point, she they go to this, she goes to the same quarters, which is essentially like a living room, I guess, or a reading room that yeah, he has. A and den. A den and music's playing on the record player. And they're just kind of having some drinks, some wine or whatever, and conversation, but not conversation. They're looking at stuff. And then um, the way that they're just still enjoying the night together in the next scene. And it's then, just all set in their bed. And uh-huh. then he's like, bomb motherfucker he runs off yeah all of a sudden and she's like the fuck and then you get to see her boobies there and they look real nice yeah um 
And I was just like, where is he going? Yeah, but, he runs but to I the attic. Maybe to try and not kill her. And that's what you get. That's what I like, where yeah. I essentially picked up too, where a lot of this maybe relies on like what you're seeing and not necessarily what's being said, because mm-hmm. that's what I also picked up is that at this point, because you see like they were really enjoying each other's company, that he didn't want to kill her or attack her. And yeah. he literally was feeling his instincts of like, I want to fuck your blood. And so he ran off. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the way that she's a stubborn woman. And also, yeah, she's, she's chasing him after he goes to the attic and he's like on this bed and Oh, he already drank. He He drank some blood blood, because he was trying to satiate that thirst. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so then he's basically passed out on the bed when mm -hmm. she finds him in the attic and they they make sweet, sweet love again. Yep. So starts getting (laughs) physical again. Um, and then it cuts to them being outside yeah, having and they have breakfast. Cha- they have chairs like your chairs. Uh, yep, I put, LOL, that peacock chair looks identical to mine. I what was looking the, at the pattern on the edge, and I was like, yep, that is the same peacock chair. Those chairs famous, too. Mm-hmm. The, his chair was a different peacock chair, but mm-hmm. hers looked, Almost it could have been the same one, yeah. yeah. I watched it with Robert, and it's the way he was like, oh, it's like Caitlyn's chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they were. Yep, I, I, that's my notes right there, LOL. But yes. Or so then I put they clean up real good. They look so they do look good. good. She looks so good. His God. suit looks really great. They're having this like brunchy breakfast whole situation. She's asking him questions and he's like impolite impolite questions. questions but that's her forte. She loves impolite questions. She says that's they're she, the only ones worth asking. Mm-hmm, that's how you get to know someone. And he's like, well, what do people get to know about you? And she's like, nothing. And he's like, they get to know that you like to ask impolite questions. Yeah. And she's like. Fair enough. And so then they're having their Poor Archie's conversation. just being there. He's like, do you ooh, want some ooh. fresh coffee? He's trying Literally. to like break the tension because she mentions money. Mm-hmm. She mentions money and you can see Hess's eyes look to Archie like. You already know from, from her, she's she's looking for power. She wants money. She mm-hmm. wants glory. She does. She wants a sugar daddy. She does. Yeah. She do. Um, And so. And then she's so mean. Archie. She's a little mean to Archie. Yeah. So <laughs> Basically, it's like she's making him work because she's like literally, yes, asking him to get all these things for her. She's talking about she needs a snack. Talking to him like, an, like he's an idiot. She's like patting on the table. She's like, I need the grape jelly. Okay, it, do you got that? Mm-hmm. I'm also going to need an extension cord for my record player. And something An else. extension cord. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like how she was. And I was like, girl. She's being very condescending. Bitch, like he is not a child. But in a way where I was kind of also living for it. Yeah. Because she was being that. Like, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was being that bitch. But also, like, poor Archie. He never poor did Archie. anything. He really didn't. He really he didn't. Just was he didn't so deserve sweet all that. Making all those nice little foods. And so they have. Oh, and then she goes, where did he, like, how, how did you get here? And Archie says, he came with the house. And she goes, so they put in the plumbing and then they put you in next. And was yeah, she like, was oh very sarcastic God. with him. So sassy. <laughs> Love I love it. it because they're having a whole <laughs> conversation. And then they, what, go get groceries or something like that? Yeah. So she. Uh, at this point, jump maybe, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what happens. Yeah. She's, he's going to leave. Mm-hmm, that's she's right. standing up on the terrace, and I was like, man, she's trying to wife him up, mm-hmm. like, damn. And Dr. because she's like sitting there, being like, what can I make? Like, is there anything in particular you want for dinner? Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, just whatever you're good at. And then she goes, did I hear you say you don't believe in marriage? And he was like, <laughs> I never said that. Yeah, like. 
She's already laying down. She's putting it on heavy, pretty mm-hmm. much, is I'm what like, we're getting I'm at. I'm like, she got over metal real fast, huh? And so it's she the way that... Yeah, literally. And it's the way that she then... She, at this gets, point, she still thinks he's alive. She does. She thinks he's going to come back at some point, but she's still trying to, like, hussy up with this guy. Yeah. Um, shack it up. And so, yeah, they're her and uh, Archie get, come home with groceries because they're going to cook dinner. Oh, and those are some industrial-strength shopping mm-hmm. sacks. Like, the way that Archie's picking them up. Yeah. And, oh, my God, There's a bitch. lot. And it's the way she's like, Archie, you forgot the wine. He's like, well... Dr. Hess has wine, you know, in he his also, cellar. He also, so he was having to carry all of those oh, bags, yeah, right. then open the door for and her. And she didn't know, she and just she, closed it behind herself. She yeah. used, she like wanted his help. Like he held up his somehow free hand to help her out. Yeah. And then, yeah, she goes into the house and closes the door on him. Yeah. And like leaves the car door open. And I was just like, girl, like, mm-hmm. oh. She's, she's being... <laughs> A bit of a diva, she really some would is. say. But yes, yeah, she needs the wine, and he says, "Well, he keeps a great wine cellar." But, but we're not allowed in the cellar. The only time I've been to the cellar is when I'm with him, mm-hmm. and so she's like, "I won't tell him that you told me, basically." And I'm gonna go. Basically, she's gonna go to the cellar. So she's like, he points it out to where it's at, and then she goes to the cellar, and she's looking for wine. But it's the way that she opens up. A, <laughs> I, basically put, I a, wonder if he got bodies down there. Mm-hmm, and okay. she opens up a walk-in refrigerator, and there's her husband. That wine cellar was dingy as fuck. It too. was, and, and it's just filled with blood. Blood. Yeah, and, and then, it's yes, the way and she then finds the body, and she gives this like really good scream, and the mm. visual on her face when she's screaming, blood curdling. Yeah, literally. Um, and so, yeah, then after that, it pans to dinner and they're across from each other. And I love how it's shot when they're at dinner. What? Actually, it cuts to Green walking up and he, he had went out for a bit mm-hmm. and he walks up to this random white bitch on a stoop right. with a baby. While that's happening. And so then it cuts to and he had slept with her and then, and then killed, killed her, her and then left her body alone with the crying baby. I was like, yeah. savage. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I remember that. And uh, yes, but then uh, tensions are very high at this dinner. Yeah, very very high because they're not oh, really her talking. Outfit here too. The outfit is beautiful. He's like the lighting. How, yeah. Everything in this whole scene was just. So he was good. like, "How was dinner? How can?" She's like, "I couldn't really quite cook it." Um, and then he's like, "Oh, okay." And then she's kind of being very like short with him. And then he's like, "Are you okay?" And then she's basically like, "I know you murdered my husband mm-hmm. because I found his body in your refrigerator." <laughs> It's so funny the way she delivers that line. And then Green's basically like, Archie, can you clear the plates? Because we don't seem very hungry. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like. (laughs) And so then (laughs) she. He's so Mm level-headed. And it's because the way Archie's looking at him too, like, uh, what do we do now? (laughs) You killed someone. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Um, Archie's like, I just work here. But he's in it. He literally takes the plate. He's like, okay, sure. Um, And so then. There, yeah, she boss. she walks off and then um, and she. This is where herself. I said the costuming yeah. and the set is gorgeous. She's literally just, just pacing back and forth, pacing in the back background. and forth, waiting for him to come to her, yeah. and then he doesn't. Yeah. So then she walks back, and this is where it starts panning again in on some statues, yes. too. And I was like, as okay. they're having a conversation, and then it flashes to her having mm-hmm. a monologue. Mm-hmm. about snowball fights yeah about when she was a child and how she was having a snowball fight with her friends outside and that whenever she went back to like home or something her mother questioned her like where have you been kind of insinuating that she had been running off with like some boy and was doing mm-hmm. things she shouldn't have been doing because someone said that they they'd seen her, her being chased by boy. a boy and, and she s- said well because we were having a snowball fight everyone was chasing after each other yeah and basically kind of getting to the point or to the to the to sum it, all, sum it all up is her mom wasn't really that nurturing or that good of a mother towards her. If she called and, her a slut. And she called her a <laughs> slut. And she kind of just like had something that 
she was holding some begrudge against her because she didn't treat her well and she was saying how she had these older siblings who were 10 and 8 years older than her and she felt like she was a mistake she was a mistake she said a burden her mother basically viewed her as a disease and Mm -hmm. she said like i came down with ganja and she said i was a disease and i decided to give my mother a full case of it so she decided to give give her help yeah she was basically deciding that she it was a very deep Yes. Yeah. and that she was only going to provide for herself and it's really she's only got mm-hmm. herself in the end yeah and so she's going to do whatever it takes to make sure she's to good. provide for herself yeah. yeah and that's what she's getting for in which that. is very telling mm-hmm. for her mm. for her like yeah for sure her whole character being, her whole yeah. arc of why she is the way she is and then um and then she, she gets over meta's death real fast as mm-hmm. they're now having a pillow fight yeah and they're like <laughs> playing they're having fun they're like you know very much in love it's the way that i can feel like i feel like also too we're not seeing it but obviously i feel like time has passed Mm -hmm. like they've obviously been together for a little while she was wearing the same outfit though and and they're um she just took her hair down and they're getting married in the next yeah i was like oh fuck what what they're getting married what Mm -hmm. and but then her wedding dress get up was so pretty too yeah everybody's outfit there was this chick with the little coiffed hair and like blue outfit that was Mm -hmm. beautiful their whole regalia it felt like very random ass people just sitting there witnessing their marriage i was like okay but they uh, were pretty, they were dressed well. Uh, um, and then, oh, how sweet. They disposed of Meta together. They did. And that's why it was very kind of almost, uh, it was symbolic too, where like they're giving their vows at the same time during the wedding as like you're getting this visual of them disposing of a body together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like literally like through thick or thin, like through getting rid of a body together. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's like we and this. Mm-hmm. It flashes to them in bed now, I guess. Their honeymoon kind you of know, thing. They're and consummating their love. Yes. And he says you still think i'm psychotic and she goes of course yes and, and she was like you're into horror movies i can dig it and yeah. i was like man that's us yeah literally <laughs> um and so then he's like i oh. want you to live forever um but she, she also mm-hmm. says let's follow nature and celebrate our divine art in all 69 positions yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she has a slut she has a freak because she says everybody's a freak somehow and so she's okay with him, you know, having mm-hmm. have murdered her husband. Well, that's what she's under the assumption, even though her husband murdered him, killed himself. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, he well, then wants us is telling her that he wants her to live forever. So then we're kind of like, oh, it. we know what's about to happen. He stabs her with the um dagger three times, and then that's. And at first, her body laid there a little mm-hmm. long, and I was like, is oh, she, she gonna dead, come dead. back? Yeah. Because then I was like, oh shit, did all the like bacteria come off in him? Mm-hmm. And so now, he's not actually gonna. Like she, he just murdered her. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that would really suck. Yeah. Um. And so we have like, ben but then we get another wheat running shot. Another wheat running shot. In the white dress, and it's so beautiful. And then I put also, damn her boobs. Yeah, she looked really gorgeous, even when she fell down, and you just see like her her tatas just like <laughs> flopping. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> flopping. Um, um. But that that whole scene was just absolutely gorgeous, mm-hmm. uh, especially at first too, when it was only showing her feet. Mm-hmm. And just like her running, there does seem to be a weird focus on feet in this film. There too. is actually, yeah, I've noticed that because later on the, in one of the congregation scenes, it's also on very the feet fixated where they're dancing, on feet. Yeah. and then the earlier before that, where she's with that guy, and it's on the feet. Mm-hmm. Ah, maybe Bill Gunn had a foot fetish. Yeah, maybe. Um, Never mind. I'll tell you that story later. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, they're they're all this stuff is happening, and then I feel like um, we get another like. Isn't it? Because I was a little confused, to be honest. There comes another part where it's like symbolic visuals of her transforming, I guess, into. Yeah. This. So she it basically comes to them. They're walking now in this uh, somewhat of a more traditional looking garb, mm-hmm. maybe 
I don't know, like trying to, I guess, pay homage to the Murthian culture. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And uh, she says, like, I had a strange dream last night. I dreamed that you, that you murdered, murdered me. me. And I was like, bitch, you did. Yeah. Um, but then, yes. Yeah, so there's a shot of them with the flowers and more traditional garb. And then the dagger. It's it's him lifting it up. And then and all of a sudden it comes down I and think, she's I screaming. I guess he's, like, explaining to her what happened. Yeah. And that's the visual of what's happening. And then, like, and yeah. And then you get the, like, whole. It's, like, almost like a ritualistic point. Like, yes. Visual of what's happened. It did feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then you get the camera, like it felt very found footage, like yeah. first person point of view as it, as she falls to the ground. Yeah. And I, I put here, I could, I almost wish it, like it could have ended there and I would have been okay. That's literally what Robert said. There's like three different endings where I'm like, he literally this could have been fine. He yeah. literally was like, this was the perfect spot to just like Kevin it and it yep. would have been like beautiful. I would have been like perfect. Yeah. Sold. But then there was other things that happened where I was like, okay, well this is really cool. Because so I'm glad it didn't, but uh, it, it could have ended there and I would have been happy though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, anyways, oh, so she much. does seem hesitant at first about some of the blood, mm-hmm. but then, cause then it pans to them. She's in bed. Yes. She looks pretty rough. He's she's going through it some, because she needs to drink blood. Yeah. And she's like, uh, and then I guess she takes that first sip and she's like, okay, it's damn, she this comes some, back to you. Yeah. Some good she's shit. Like, oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. She drinks it right up. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to that dinner and he invites a guest over. Cause he's like, he you said, need... we're going to have a guest for dinner. Yeah. And I was and like, it's you literally... actually going to eat the guest. Yeah. But, Ooh, the, the way that scene. the whole scene between her and the guest, because she essentially sleeps with him. She's doing the same oh, thing. Wait, that but Hess even does. just them at the table oh, yeah. with her, she, they're both in solid red outfits. Mm-hmm. And then we've got these giant red roses in the centerpiece yeah. too. And it was just, and then it was such a dark shot. room mm-hmm. to where almost everything was like black, but then you just see these three red focal points mm-hmm. and then our guest on the other side. And, and it's metaphoric of like the blood that's about to be spilled. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, God, it was so They're beautiful. vampires. Yes. And, and uh, so, but yes, yes, she does seduce the guest, which is They're beautiful. literally going to have their guest. I loved dinner. how all of these shots too, when like their people are sleeping together, they're so beautifully shot. Like it the was. body is just like intertwining with each other and it's very tastefully done. Like it you was. don't get anything really like, raunchy. I literally put the sex scene as beautifully shot. Yeah. Um, Cause yes, it didn't feel, it's not raunchy, it but was, you still get like that passion. It's very it was sensual. It's sensual. Yeah. It's the way that I was like, am I watching porn right now? Yeah. I was like, like I don't know, but not in like a, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is very erotic film. Mm-hmm. like yeah and she puts before they even like get to it she puts a weird ring on his toe <laughs> yeah and then she, she plays with it. his nipples and then they just start fucking yeah um it's beautiful and she's like cut him on the back she's like mm. used her fingers you know gouges back and he's bleeding and she's mm-hmm. like licking from it and then it has this the scene of her of drinking bl- from a rose yes. and then the statue is leaking blood. It became so heavy on the visuals. And then at the end, it's him literally with blood all over him. And I yeah. thought it was so beautiful the way it would contrast it against the skin and like just like it looked symbolism. like glittery and it was so nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. And they then looked like vampires she was screaming <laughs> with a blood covered face. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we pan to and he's just covered in blood like she killed him dead. And it's dead. also a beautiful shot because it's also symbolizing like it's her first like kill. It's mm-hmm. her first like kind of her it gave me it's very like ritual like very like uh, what's the initiation into yeah. the lifestyle it reminded me of like i wonder if queen of the damned and that's Akasha literally what i was thinking played mind, on yeah. this at all sure, because mm-hmm. was that her name was that the I'm queen's not, name I akasha remember. i think so uh, but i know Aaliyah, queen Aaliyah. yeah Aaliyah played uh-huh. her um we have the same birthday 
Well, it did. Mm. Uh, anyways, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. This whole scene was beautiful. Yeah. I just, I literally put like, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. It was really beautiful. Her shot. animal instincts just got carried away and the symbolism used to depict all of it was just wonderful instead of actually showing the carnage that mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. And it just, it looked it's so tasteful. beautiful. It's mm-hmm. Yeah. She just killed this man. She did. She just like well, fucking. Huh. Yeah. And it's the way that they're, well, cause they're about to just, they're disposing of the body. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's the way he's in a bag. And then I guess he's breathing again. He was like, yeah. I saw his chest move. And then she was like, he's alive. He's alive. And she, I guess wants to save him. But mm-hmm. at this point has is like, no. Yeah. And so she's like, kind she's of very upset. Battling the, the thought of like having to kill and stuff. I think at this point mm-hmm. for her bloodthirst, bloodlust, but you know, um, at some certain point that does change. I feel like because then it's like she um, is essentially hungry for the power of like having everything, immortality. immortality and everything that comes with it now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like without Hess, you know yes. what I mean? She's like, now I can, she's like, she's got it. And she's like, now I want more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Never, I'm never, never heard truly satisfied. Thirst which, is never truly Which quenched. also ties into the symbolism of addiction in this movie because mm-hmm. everybody, like, Hess was addicted to blood and she was addicted to power and mm-hmm. money and, like, authority because that's what she felt like she needed to protect herself. Yes, I agree. Yeah. That was beautiful. Okay. Um, and then Pants, they get inside and mm-hmm. he's talking about a little bit more of the history and talking about Helga, the fourth queen of Murthia, mm-hmm. and basically is saying the demise that, of them. Yes, mm-hmm. there is a way out of this curse, mm-hmm. per se. He says, if the shadow of the cross is against our heart, it will destroy us. And it's more of an instrument of torture for them. And nothing can survive in the shadows, is what he says. Mm-hmm. And, um, Basically, it's giving you, like, there is a way out. Yeah. And there's a way for us to be killed. We are not immortal anymore. You have to be saved. Basically, is what I got from it. Is what I got from it, too. Yeah, because it was a lot of, like... Evangelical. Yeah, and, like, also, too, like, it didn't... It was... The way like the they word he words things, it's like you really got to think about what he's trying yes, to mean from what he's saying. And so yeah, that's essentially what I got. I was like, oh, like okay, if you claim that God or like whatever Jesus is your savior, and you then are by that blood cleansed, then you are no longer this. Mm-hmm. But then you die. Then yeah. you die because he died. <laughs> he does. Um, but then it cuts to the congregation once again, mm-hmm. and they're sitting there singing this gospel like yeah. choir song over and. The whole time they're saying you've got to know to let it go when mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. And they're just repeating it, repeating it, yeah. repeating it, repeating it. And that's heavily, it's literally and telling that's what you. part three is about letting go. Yeah. And you have to know to let it go when it's over. Like this is your time to step away from it. Yeah. Is basically what it's getting at. And, um, you know, he's giving Reverend Williams or whatever was giving this whole monologue, like saying he's high on the Lord, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And uh, but then the dancing and the dancing and the shuffling across the stage when it was solely focused on the feet yeah. was creepy to me. It was creepy to you. I, I see that. Did The way that his feet were moving didn't seem. It looked like stop motion. Possible. Yes. It looked like he was like mm-hmm. teleporting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was just weird mm-hmm. watching it. I was like, Ugh, I don't know why this makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I grew up in like a Pentecostal church when i was younger so it's not necessarily like heavily i mean i would say in a lot of the times with worship like there's there's dancing that goes on so i i that would look very familiar to oh, me oh yeah i yeah, mean yeah. i 
I went to a lot of non-denomination uh-huh. and they are all about speaking in tongues and mm-hmm. dancing and doing everything. Mm-hmm. And so Which that was wasn't weird. Well. It was just literally how, how his movements did, were happening. And that, I had a note on here. It was looked like, very like unnatural. It was stop motion. I yeah. was like, oh, hello. Um, and so, yeah, they're in the church and it's the way that he calls anybody to the altar. And that's whenever Dr. Hess goes up there and I yeah, guess Pope essentially Green is gets there. Uh-oh, I was kind of hoping he was going to kill everyone, but whatever. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> after that, he walks out. The gospel and the gospel scene, like with Reverend, like sitting there, just like petting Green's head mm-hmm. and everything. Oh, it's almost too long, but I put, I think I like that. Yeah. It's like, it feels uncomfortable in the building tension. Cause I was like, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this whole time I was like, is Green going to snap? Is he getting purged? Yeah. What, like what is going on It the whole, the whole time Reverend's just still praying and stuff. But then he's like petting Green's head, like quite literally. It goes on for quite a while. Yeah, and then, and then I was like, "Are they purging him?" I was like, "Is that all it took?" That's all it, it took. Just a- some prayers and some dancing, and that's it. And he little little cried the whole whole spirit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I guess something else happened. Oh, so he's running. We get another wheat running field mm-hmm. shot, and I was like, "This is a fever dream!" Like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Um, and that shot is just beautiful of him running yeah. back. Yeah, and I put. I almost wish it would have ended he's right like here too. Taking his shirt off, and he's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just metaphorical in, in a sense. I guess he's like, I don't know, going back home. I don't know what he's doing. Or, yeah. Yeah. I think he was quite literally going home. Yeah. Because then, then he ends up back home and then he just dies. Yeah. It cuts to him crying and some man was singing. But I guess that was the music. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, they've got this weird big ass cross hanging up. And he's like, I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. And That's right. In the chair. And, and then yeah. he, she's basically like, she no. doesn't say anything, but... Yeah, he is in the chair, and then there's this double exposure of him breathing heavily with the wheat field again. Mm-hmm. So we're getting the wheat filled and running through, and then but him like sitting there dying yeah. is essentially what it is. Mm-hmm. He's, he's has very up. labored he's, breaths, and he's, he's quite literally dying. Yeah, the breath is leaving his body. His life is leaving his body. Um, and then there's just this intense welling wailing as his collapse happens and it's showing Meta's death yet again yeah and it's just like flashing and then this wailing that's happening is it's very like it reminded me of midsummer whenever they're all sitting there together yeah like crying and they're all feeling each other's pain at the Uh same time yeah that's what that's what the sound sounded Mm -hmm. like no Mm -hmm. the very haunting visually i get what you mean yeah Mm -hmm. it was just very like yeah and then it just goes to like straight screaming yeah and then it's I was like, damn, so that's how it worked? And that's it. I yeah. was like, so that worked? He's he's actually dead? He's dead. And then, yeah, so then it cuts to um, Ganja then, like, having the, the ambulance come and pick up his body. They're mm-hmm. taking his body. Then she's, like, she's getting asked questions by the The questions are so yeah. informal. Yeah. I was just like, what? Uh, yeah, you <laughs> called the doctor when he felt sick? Yeah. And the doctor said he was dead? Yeah. Okay, bye. Thank you. That's they all t- we need. They take the body. And then um, <laughs> the way that she's then just looking out of that mirror or window. Mm-hmm. And the red imagery here is yeah. just so damn beautiful. And then she's with the music and then she's looking and then there's the pool and then that guy, which I think was supposed to be dead, comes back running back. Yeah. And that's when you get the... I put, oh, snap, that one guy was alive? Yeah. And, and he's, he's and I'm running assuming, up and I'm flapping all over the place yeah yeah his penis is just flapping everywhere and then it's kind of her smirk that she's looking at the window and then she breaks the fourth wall and is looking at us mm-hmm. the camera basically and has a smirk and it's just kind of like i the did sense like of that like she she ended up with everything oh, and did you see that archie was dead too and archie was dead yeah, yeah. archie was she killed him and i was like god damn it yeah, she, <laughs> she ended up with the house and everything and uh, so 
Yeah. It, but yeah, it ends with that nice creepy shot of her. And then the the ending credits, mm-hmm. we get this children's choir sitting there singing this weird creepy blood fountain song. That's just like saying you got to bathe in the blood of the river from yeah. someone's veins or something and I was like, what the why is why is the children's choir singing this? <laughs> like don't tell them that. Oh. And then the last scene is just this little kid. He goes, Oh yeah. He just yeah. like looks at, it's not creepy, but like with the music and the imagery of everything, it was creepy in the yeah. way that it paused on that and then fades to black. That's it. I just, my last note is damn. Well, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. It was like pretty it. good. I, I think it. it's a boo times here. Huh? Boo time. Yeah. How many, how many boos? I did you? this movie for four boos. Four boos. Four boos. Yeah. Four solid boos. Yeah. I liked it conceptually. I liked that it was not just like, it, I mean, essentially, it's not really heavy on horror, but I really mm-hmm. liked how thought-provoking it was, how beautiful it was visually, how the music drove it, how the character, like, I really enjoyed, like you pointed out, the part one, part two, part three aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, it's very storytelling, and yeah, it was actually a really beautiful love story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> to be honest, it was. And they except were, for she fucks him over in yeah, the end, and they were gorgeous. Like they the were. whole time she was on screen, I was like, wow, she's so why? How is she so beautiful? For real, she she's was so gorgeous. She's so beautiful. Yeah, and I I imagine that she's maybe now going to continue that life with homeboy. Yeah, or something or whatever. That's yeah. what I feel like. Do whatever she wants. Honestly, she probably will for a while, and then get screw him over, him and, and then get like another Lady Gaga. guy. Like that's exactly what I was like. AHS Hotel probably borrowed heavily mm-hmm. on this, especially like the love scene and the trans like transforming your lover into a vampire. And honestly. Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Too. Everything. A lot. This came, this happened way before everything. This was 1973. Yeah. yeah so. so I'm, yeah, I'm curious now if maybe if this was a source of inspiration for mm-hmm. some of those, because it should be. And I do believe this film actually got lost for a little bit. It did. No. So what happened was, is that like the producers weren't happy with what he made. And so there was like different versions that got released of this film of different chopped up, like parts of his footage. And it ha- they all had different names, like oh. um, double possession and um, something like uh, something that was more heavy on like vampirism and then something else. Um, and then after 25 years until the nineties or something like that, mm-hmm. after his death, it got re-released um, for some, somehow some, the someone in the modern arts film, something museum got with someone else and they were able to bring it back um and, and i'm so it got glad more they did then and then just a few years ago spike lee made, made a remake of yeah. it which also kind of drawed more attention to it so yeah because it's it really getting its beautiful. acclaim that it deserves i think so your boo your boo reading my boo i think i'll have to agree with a four a solid four yeah it it really was beautiful it was mm-hmm. captivating um it was pretty long it was an hour and 50 40, minutes yeah just about um so that's that's a pretty long movie and it, it really so much of it was like what is going on mm-hmm. but i loved it it's very thought-provoking mm-hmm. which is sometimes you want a good movie like that yeah yeah, yeah you want to sit there and like actually pay Get attention challenged and, a little bit yeah because mm-hmm. it, it's definitely not one where you can just watch it and like zone Mindless, out yeah. yeah you have to and i told you that as we we're texting about it. You're like, I don't even know what to expect. And I was like, okay, well, pay attention. Yeah. Because if you don't. I, I realized soon into it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't joking. <laughs> yeah. But it was good. Because otherwise you will miss things. Um, mm-hmm. And s- little, subtle, important things. So yeah. it was great. I loved it. 
So everybody should go watch this movie most definitely. Yeah, we watched it on... We Prime. had to get it on Prime with the Showtime subscription. But if you get Showtime and start the free trial, and who knows, you might enjoy it and keep it, but you don't always have to keep the free trial. It yeah. might work out for you just to watch the movie. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely worth it. Uh, worth the watch for sure. But as always. We're in the lovely Rogue Media Network studios. Mm-hmm. They take great care of us. We've got new faces here today. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's always exciting. Yes. And um, you can listen to us on so many different platforms. The biggest two being Spotify. That's right. And Apple iTunes podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah. And when you are listening there, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. That's right. Because it's the only way we can get ahead in this world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it means a lot to us. So it really does. Please do it. Thank you. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you can also find us on social media. Exactly um, that one is platform on Instagram. And that is at Boo Bay's podcast. All one word. And that is B-O-O-B-A-E-S. Mm-hmm. Because we're your boobays, not your boobays <laughs> as I'm hitting the microphone. All right, you guys. It was a fun one. On that it note. was a good one. Um, <laughs> can't wait to hear or can't wait to speak to y'all next time. Yeah, yeah. On that right. note, bye bays. Bye has been a Rogue Media Podcast.